0: Good morning and welcome to Room 6, B-C-D-A-E-I-O-U-W-T-F.4. Our first panel today will be the continuation. San Diego Comic-Con! Whee! Whee! Yay! Okay, so this is Tyler. This is Albert. This is Jeff.
1: And this is Dan.
0: And uh, Comic-Con just ended and um we have hopefully a lot of coverage and you guys are happy with we got YouTube videos, we got podcast vi- <laughs> podcast videos, podcast interviews. Um It's it, been a long day. I know. So um Dan, why don't you go first? Uh, how was this Comic Con compared to well last year's?
1: Um, I feel like this year for me, not trying to go to Hall H, not trying to go to those big panels was just a huge uh so yeah relief of stress. It was just it was definitely um, more flexible, and I I noticed that going in and out was easier. Uh, registration was uh, very easy. Just going into the Marriott, going back out. Uh, the crowd seemed bigger. The uh, it, it seemed like a lot more families and strollers. Uh, yeah, that
0: kind of sucks for me. Yeah. Uh,
2: I would say, uh, well, you guys know me as Jeff here, obviously.
1: But- well, I was gonna say,
0: never mind. Go ahead. Sorry. Dan continue. Dan <laughs> <Stay> finish? <laughs> what yes. Uh, well no, you never mind.
1: I thought never mind. I I'm confused. No, no, I'm I'm uh yeah, no. Uh it's it was good. I, I really
2: good fun. Okay. Yeah. So are you gonna cut up, cut me off again? Anyway, so Albert Seriously. <laughs> okay, now See, you, you need sleep, Tyler. But anyway, um, yeah, for me, I would have to say an interesting thing that I thought about this year that was different compared to others from my con experience was, even though you saw it around, I've seen a lot more cosplay in in, uh, in Comic-Cons of pa- of the past. But this one, I didn't see nearly so many. And amazingly, they weren't really as much in the exhibitor floor as they were on the floors of, like, the Marriott or all around around the hotels. They were, they were, they were around there more. So I'm wondering if they're getting privy to something and starting to conglomerate more in those in those regions. I thought it was
3: just kind of weird. I think it's more of a case where the cosplayers kind of wanted to be places where the mass isn't at. That's the reason
2: why there's less people on the floor, I think. Oh. That's
3: my guess, at least. I don't know what's, what's actual fact. Yeah,
2: it's hard, it's hard to say. I just, thought it, I just thought it extremely weird because it's like, wow, well, I didn't see like a, a, a Suicide Era Harley Quinn, like every 10 seconds or something like I figured I would have at Comic-Con this year, but no, that wasn't the case, but not saying it is a bad thing. It was just kind of peculiar.
3: It was also noticeable to me, too.
2: I don't know. I, I saw so many Harley Quinns, but that's just me. Um, no, I
3: mean, there was, a, there was a Harley Quinn gathering this weekend.
2: Yeah, that's a part of the reason there, why. There was a gathering of them. I'm just saying I didn't see one like every other second or
0: something. <laughs> well, I think also it's like there's so many people, maybe they're just tired of these cosplays breaking and people bumping into them, and I broke a kid's uh, spike. Oh,
2: yes, you did. I remember that. <laughs>
0: It was just standing there, and it got caught on my cell phone, uh, my cell phone's like little thing on my backpack. It kind of sucked. And eh, nothing a little glue couldn't fix anyway.
1: I will say that the security here and the attendees, the volunteers, were working. Uh, they were very nice, and I think um, they only dealt with one douchebag. They they, they got us moving a lot. So for those, I think it was one of the concerns brought up earlier by from another another guest or another whatever attendee that. Um, they, they were finding hard spots for cross to actually go and take pictures, because people were constantly having to move and yeah. constantly crowds moving. in. Yeah. So maybe that's the reason why you didn't see any, Jeff. There's too many people moving, and That could, very well,
2: that could very well be the case. And the fact is, that's probably a good thing because otherwise yeah. it would have been just caking up the, yeah. <laughs> caking up the
1: floor. It, it, it would have been photo ops yeah. all over the over the all over the sidewalks.
2: Hey, I like cake. You know, I I can't stress enough how much I like cake. So if I'm you should cosplay as cake. Maybe. What kind of cake?
1: I don't
0: know. Do like an anime, do like one of those anime cakes that you kind of just see like in the movies or in, like in the TV or in the anime shows.
2: That actually would be a fun idea. I wonder if anybody's ever done like a red velvet form of that. A red velvet anime cake. Red, red velvet, Je- uh, you Jeff. Heard it
0: here, next year, Jeff will be a red velvet piece of cake. <laughs> that is
1: awesome. Can that anyway,
2: be- <laughs> so what do you guys think about the RF- RFID? It works. It works. I had no problems with it whatsoever.
1: It's nice to have my badge to see it and know that it's not going to be yeah, printed incorrectly.
2: Yeah, I like the fact that I got it in the mail earlier.
0: So
3: It was definitely less hassle. I think the security people in the door were giving people less hassle because they know you already went through the checkpoint.
2: Yep.
0: Yeah.
2: And they're going to they're gonna be used soon, too. I will admit to just one little tiny screw-up that I did with my particular pass. See, I had gotten my pass, and obviously it said only Saturday. I had to go all the way to the Marriott to ask them, "Do I is this where I get my Sunday pass?" Only for them to, somewhere out of nowhere, tell me that, "Oh, do you have it attached to your thing?" Nonetheless, I reach into my things, like the Sunday one is right on the back, and I'm like, "Oh, am I am I, am I kind of a?" Wah, wah, wah? Yeah,
1: there was a, there was yeah, a, a
2: fail on my part.
1: There was a, some um, criticism I think with uh, line capping. I think that was a really dumb idea for them to say, "Hey, this is the line cap now," so. Keep moving in circulation like you're in an airport. If you're yes. a human airport, and then and once once you see the line move, fight, run and fight to fight in your spot. And then we're gonna cap it again. And you just Any, keep moving. Anybody
0: want to call out? I mean, not
1: to be. No, I think um, I, Jeff was there with we us. Were, we, yeah, that was the Blizzard line. We were we were, were, we were the, lucky enough were, to get into Blizzard. We well, were very lucky. From
0: Jeff, folks, a Blizzard.
1: <laughs> no, they were.
3: No, <laughs> well, it wasn't just yeah. Blizzard though. It was on. I mean, it was it, Hasbro it was too. Ones, yeah, it was. They did
2: it Hasbro too. They did it Hasbro and Mattel.
3: AMC's The Walking Dead has been doing this for years, so I'm guessing they might have gotten the idea from them.
2: Yeah.
1: Is that their, their, their pun of making everyone in The Walking Dead? Constantly, oh, wow. constantly walking around the circle until you get picked? Pretty much. Picked? Jeez. I don't
0: know, but... Uh, uh, that, I, don't that know. Was, I didn't one. deal with all that, but I didn't also buy that much. Okay, I lied. I bought, I say, so, bought so, much. so much. What are you talking about? You I, bought everything. I, have to I say, bought all the books. That's all I bought.
1: The, for exclusive-wise... Um, a lot of stuff wasn't really sold out. There was very few things sold out. They started, I don't know if they did it past years. my first year buying a lot of stuff, but um, they sold out a certain amount every day. So you still had a chance come the next day. They didn't sell out all of the quantities.
2: Yeah, especially like at Blizzard, I mean... I was trying to get that Spectral Murloc uh, Funko Pop for three days in a row until finally I went in with you in the line that day and was able to get it.
3: That might be a response to criticism from past years where people were saying, like, I only have a pass for Sunday, but everything's really sold out on Thursday. So Comic-Con may have gone to them and, hey, can you hold some stuff for the rest of the weekend?
1: Yeah. For some, for some of the places like Blizzard, they did a really cool job with uh, their very, uh, very fancy and expensive statue of Tracer from Overwatch where it was, um, it was only 100 of them And you had a raffle to get them. You had a raffle to buy it. Not for free, to buy it. And you had to fight to get in line first to try to get a raffle. And if you didn't, you had to... Get out of line, and then man, you can't fight to get in line enough again.
2: How nice that tracer statue is, man! It is so gorgeous. It's it's great. I'm so glad I won 25
0: out of 25. So, uh, <laughs> 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 could you imagine like one person winning like all of them, and just like that that person like basically has a death warrant now. <laughs> I know. I think. Yeah. They're marked for death. That
1: happened. I mean, it was it was hundred. It was a $150 bust, but it was it was really nice. very And exclusive. now it's
0: up for $3,000 a piece. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> On eBay. <laughs> um,
0: okay, but what else, what else did you guys go around? Because if you if you listen to indie, indie comics, uh, I go through a whole list of stuff. And I actually bought a lot more today. Uh, we recorded that a little too
2: prematurely. Coming from the person who said he barely spent anything, huh? <laughs> hey, I did a lot,
0: and uh, they gave me a bunch of free ones, which was pretty nice. A lot of those publishers are way too nice to me. Um, you guys are awesome. Thank you, Top Cow, and thank you, uh, Image. But, um, yeah, I mean, what else did you guys get?
1: Um, I got the last three of my, uh, last three volumes of my collection of Saga, Shaper paperbacks, which I've been wanting to get for a you while. You got a
2: deal on that, too. so
1: great. I, I got wait. a
2: real good deal. I was, I'm actually kind of jealous. You, you got
1: to wait till Sunday. That's the magic there. And then, um, other than that, I mean, I bought the Blizzard store, obviously, the exclusives Overwatch, which were amazing.
0: Your back, he got a backpack. For forty dollars. I don't think there's any exclusive that's really like forty dollars that's like as good a quality as your backpack. Yeah. It's
1: crazy. It has like two main zippers and then like two other zippers in between. It has a lot of different options, really good stuff, and it looks phenomenal and it feels phenomenal. So yeah. I'm happy with that.
3: Albert, anything? I didn't jack I didn't get Jack Squat. <laughs> <laughs> I was mostly outside me last year. Yeah, I was mostly outside the Comic Con. That's the problem. The only time I actually went in was when I needed to go to a panel. But for the most part, I wasn't in the exhibit hall long at all. So it was not huge change to what it was normally is every year for we'll me.
0: We'll definitely talk about offside events in a second. Uh, Jeff, anything you buy that was exclu- exclusive?
2: I can't talk. Oh, I got a whole bunch of stuff, actually. At Blizzard, I got both the uh, Spectral Murloc uh, exclusive uh, Funko Pop, as well as getting the uh, uh, Warglaive uh, pins, as well as uh, getting a few other swag from there. From uh, Art to Bear, I got a nice uh, twelve by eighteen uh, lithograph of uh, Power Girl. I got the uh, Red One uh, Vera Yelnikov uh, print from um, uh, Terry Dodson. I got uh, four commissions, and I uh, got a whole lot more. And well, let's just say that uh, I spent basically uh, uh, half a thousand bucks actually at this Comic Con.
1: Like an artist entrepreneur.
0: The only thing, the only other thing I got besides comics was the uh, the. The memory of me running over a child, backing up, and then running over it again, <laughs> and then backing up, and then running over it again.
1: Just to make sure it was
0: dead. It was uh, <laughs> it was nice, and I found out that it was just from the Walking Dead <laughs> booth, and I was just like, eh, that was anticlimactic. But still, <laughs> I don't know. That
2: really is the gift that keeps on giving, my man.
0: Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Nothing's better than the tears of a child. Did you want to say something, Albert?
3: Well, the joke's with really you over, but I, I spent half a thousand dollars on alcohol. Whatever.
0: That was better than my, uh, my really dark, disgusting, you disturbing. I need more alcohol. Um, I wish I spent that much on alcohol. I did get plastered, though, on Friday night, and not intentionally whatsoever. I forgot to eat that day, and uh, thank, you, thank you to you guys to uh, take care of me. Um, but it sucks, because I really wanted to do a lot of funny stuff, the Hall H line.
3: When you
4: come to the Comic Con, uh, that was Haley that took care of Tyler. By the way, after his four beers.
0: I think I remember Jeff me in it, cradling me
2: in his arms, and. Uh,
4: <laughs>
2: yeah, pretty much. I was doing it like Elmer Fudd when he's carrying him up, bug, carrying Bugs Bunny up to the mountain and everything. Like, oh, oh what happened to my friend? Yeah, basically, that's what it, that's what was going on. There. What were you gonna say?
3: When you come to Comic Con or come to San Diego, go to Mission Brewery. Yes, oh,
0: yeah. Mission Brewery is the best. And um, anybody else want to say anything else? Offside events and stuff like that? They were cool. South Park was the best. I think it
1: won it this it did, year. It did seem pretty lackluster.
2: Okay, I did do a couple of things, actually. Unfortunately, they were major disappointments for me. For one, I did the, the Game of Thrones of Hall of Faces thing. <laughs> I was in that line for seven hours around that building, and all I have to show for it now is just my death picture with your eyes closed and a picture of me on the Iron Throne. That's all I got.
3: Oh, guess what I found out! Some,
2: was, do those things for th- for seven hours in line.
3: Guess what happened when I googled the hollow faces? I found this website called thehollowfaces.com where you can do exactly, exactly what you did, and that you waited for six hours.
0: See, that's why you always ask questions before you do something. <laughs> and this is where I'm gonna start going
2: bleepity 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 bleep 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 bleep. Yep, that's exactly what I said, people. But yeah, yeah. So there was that. And then there was the Suicide Squad stuff, which <bureaucracy> the Bell Rev thing.
0: I want to read an article of you bitching about all this.
2: Yeah, I know. It was nice looking on the inside, but that's about all it was. Other than that... To do the VR stuff, you had to, you know, you had to sign a waiver. You had to sign off your information and all that. They didn't have any more of the T-shirts available by the time I was, you know, remotely in line. So it seemed like a wasted opportunity. And you also like have to
3: line. come with the knowledge that that VR gear in your, that you put on your head was in somebody else's head, and it was in somebody else's head, and was in somebody else's head, and was in somebody else's head.
2: What is this Inception, dude? Seriously, <laughs> you could have licked like
0: 80 people's faces. But, what but, am I talking about? But a few more outside stuff. <laughs> I also but did... I don't
3: want to like nobody. Seriously. I also did the Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, science exhibition thing. Which was, How was that? It was all VR, so I didn't really do anything. Cause I, I looked at it, whatever. It was nice, I guess. I didn't do VR. But, uh, and then the South Park experience. Come on, guys. The South oh, Park experience That was the fun. best thing,
2: yes.
0: I just said that. That's cool. Don't worry about it. Anyway, uh, so last words, gentlemen.
3: Oh, oh no, no. San writing riding that cartoon bird is my highlight.
0: Yeah. Yes. That was pretty awesome. That picture is amazing, and you can see it on Albert's Instagram at Albert Five by Five. And we're now going to our first interview with Rocco from Mega sixty four. If you don't know what Mega sixty four is, well, you should. And enjoy the interview. Alrighty, we're here at Comic Con. I'm here with Mega sixty four with
5: Rocco. That's right, Rocco. The reason they do San Diego Comic Con every year is to meet me. The line forms at the left. That's right, Rocco Bodie is here, baby. Woo! Awesome,
0: and I'm a huge fan. Been a huge fan of you guys for years. I think like my first, I think my first video with you guys was actually Elite B agents, and I still watch it like at least once a month. Every like, still, and I, I love it. Um, what have you guys been up to? And how's the con so far?
5: Uh, the con so far is amazing. Everyone's getting the peanuts exclusives that they were looking for. Uh, we've been working on a lot of new videos, but we uh, announced we got a full length special coming up. Version 4.1 coming out And so I'm excited about that We wrote a movie Hopefully something's gonna happen with that It's called The Dark Knight Rises Again So we're gonna see what happens That's just a code name, it's not about that But we did write a movie, that's no joke And So hopefully, you know, something will happen Um, We've got all kinds of stuff in the works Secret stuff, dangerous stuff, sexy stuff
0: right, I'm actually really excited I want to see a whole movie So what's the loser team, what's going on with that?
5: Uh, Rooster Teeth was lazy they couldn't get their stuff together so we're like no 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 sit down we took over their booth space and uh everyone keeps asking for their rooster Teeth stuff like laser team stuff and red versus blue we said nah we'll make our own you know make it better so we got loser team instead and uh it's just a little little cooler a little sexier you know kind of version of laser team a little better written you know a little more entertaining kind of thing so
0: yeah I missed the pranks, I'm not gonna lie.
5: I I think those are amazing. Well, this, is our, this is our next prank, because everybody keeps thinking it's rooster teeth, and then they pay us. You know, so that's the greatest prank of all. The the prank that lines your pocket is the greatest prank of all.
0: I was gonna say, like anything yeah, whatever you can take money from somebody else, like that's that's the greatest thing
5: ever. The- theft is the, a man's best friend. Shakespeare.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Awesome! Oh my gosh, I'm so glad I got to talk to you guys. Uh, do you have any other uh, anything else you guys want to plug, or anything else that's new is coming up? And by the way, that uh, Final Fantasy 7 was amazing, and oh, thank
5: you,
2: thank
0: you. Much. I, I was definitely crying almost on the floor at the end of the at the end. Oh, thank you, but, uh,
5: thank you. You know, there's a lot of people out there who've never kind of heard of Final Fantasy, and they, you know, it's kind of. We're trying to get to the indie crowd and just reach out and be like, hey, yeah, we played this too. Final Fantasy VII was kind of the, uh, you know, kind of bastard child of the series, gets ignored, but we put it out there, and hopefully now people will play it. It's almost almost as good as 10 2 so. Almost. Yeah, but not as good as 13
0: <laughs> Exactly. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. All right, man. You have a great con, okay? Thank you, Thank you very much. <laughs> Alrighty, you guys. GGG. All righty, hope you enjoyed that uh, interview. Uh, next up is gonna be the Bitch Fest, so I'm gonna let you guys take care of it. And uh, who wants to go for it? who wants the first mic? Should we introduce ourselves? Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot. Who the <laughs> fuck are you? Who the uh, shit?
6: My name is Derek. You fucking loser. My name's Mike. That's a way cooler name. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're from the Geekdom Fancast. Uh, thanks for having us on our podcast. Hello, our hello podcast. to the G Triple G Network.
7: Yeah, we've been meaning to do this for a while, but. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> out, of, out of all the
6: fucking places, this is, I guess, the perfect place to do it. Yeah, we're in the middle of uh, nerdum geekdom land, so this is the perfect place to join you guys. We're fucking blessed. Thank you. Oh, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Okay, so I want to hear you guys' bitch. Um, what? You say that now, but do you really... Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Sure. What panel did y'all go to? Uh...
6: I went. Uh, I'm usually a, for the most part, the TV nerd person. So I went to The Good Life with Kristen Bell and dancing, and then I hit up about f- two or three more on Saturday. I did um, Last Man on Earth, uh, the new Kevin Williamson show, Time After Time, and uh, Incorporated, the Ben Affleck, Matt Damon sci-fi show.
3: Got a question about that?
6: Did they ever use the Cindy Loper song? For which one? Time After Time. No, they did not. Come on. No. Come on. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you say, know that
7: famous song incorporated by Cyndi Lauper? i incorporated Lopper?
6: third. I don't know what the hell. Uh, no, they did not. Uh, probably too much in the rights, I guess, or something. I wasted don't know. opportunity. I know, right? That, that show might be a wasted opportunity. I don't know. We'll see. Wait, so <laughs> where, where does the bitching happen? Which one did you not get done with? Fucking... Uh, I just have a massive problem with, like... So, uh, you know... If you don't know, like, the thing with Comic-Con is that these people, uh, the networks that get their shows or ask for panels, they ask for specifically what rooms they want. You know, it it isn't Comic-Con that's actually responsible for putting, you know, AHS in, like, 6DEF or something, you know? Like, it's actually the networks that say, we want the little tiny room because we want to fill it and make us look cooler. And that's why... um, Orphan Black's always been in, you know, 6A because they want the small room. And now finally for the last season, they put it in 6BCF uh, because they finally like, all right, now we'll finally do it. But they want, they want that so that it makes them look better. And the only problem is it makes it all get filled up really fast and people can't get in. And
3: honestly, it might actually be, have been Comic-Con that told them, no, no, you guys need a bigger room. And that's probably what it is, because normally when, they, when the studios ask for a panel, they go, uh, you know, we can fill 3,000 people. Oh, we can fill 4,000 people. And then Comic-Con goes, all right, then they should go here. Then they should go here. But you're right. When the studios go, no, we can actually fill only a 1,000, even though they could fill three, then that is a problem.
7: Yeah, and that's, that's the problem happening in the Indigo Ballroom uh, whenever Adult Swim, Fox, and FX get together. Because this year was a shit show. Um, I, was, I was there... I was, uh, I was in line for the Indigo Ballroom for six hours, um, 11.30 to 5, just to get, my, my whole schedule was to get uh, Rick and Morty, Samurai Jack right after, which is the one-two punch that killed everything. Um, and then after that was Bob's Burgers and then Archer. Um, and every year it gets worse and worse and worse. Uh, 2014, I was there like th- three hours before the Rick and Morty panel and didn't get in until like two hours after. And then uh, some people that I talked to in line were like, Adjusted to that, went an hour before even that, and then, like, barely got into the last panel, which was Archer. And this year, uh, I went two hours earlier, like, way earlier, and uh, we didn't get in at all.
3: Out of those shows you mentioned, which was the
7: one that really got a lot of people? It's Rick wait. and Morty, for sure. Yeah, and then, for sure. And Samurai Jack's return is pretty big, too. Yeah, but Rick and Morty is the headliner. That yeah. should have been the headliner. I mean, that's, that's worthy of, like, almost Indigo. That's definitely worthy of Ballroom 20, and maybe Hall H. Yeah, I agree. And, uh... Uh, hope, like, if the next season is just as big as the last, like, they should definitely put it in one of those. But I, don't, I know they probably don't want to split it off from, because it's a perfect sandwich. Like, if you you want, if you want to introduce another Adult Swim show, um, you put it in between, like, Robot Chicken and Rick and Morty, and that's how you get people to get to see the panel.
3: Because, you know, Indigo Ballroom holds 2,663 people. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's Adult Swim saying that that's all they
7: need. And Ballroom 20 holds 4,000, so that would be 40, right. 4,800. 4,800. Oh my God, I yeah. you almost to five. So, you guys were talking about exclusives before. Like, the thing that I got this Comic Con was the first sunburn on my scalp, because I don't get oh, sunburned ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, underneath my hair, and it's ridiculous, and I hate it. But okay, we have one more person who hasn't said anything yet. And um,
0: did anybody else get into the killing joke?
7: Yes. Yeah,
0: did. I did. But yeah, okay, cool. So uh, what did you two think about it? Because there was one guy right here. What's your name? Jonathan. And Jonathan, you've been on the show before, right? Yes.
7: You're so quiet. it's so cute. Okay, here you go. I'm going to give you the mic. Now. Um, Yeah, so you, what did you? have you read the... Did you read the novel? It's my one of my favorite graphic novels of all time. It's up there
8: with Batman Hush, The Long Halloween Night. It's up there.
7: And then... Um, so you were thinking, too, that like it really needed just like a, a good Barbara Gordon 30 minutes before the whole movie, right? Well,
5: I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> kidding, by the
7: way. Because what what do you think of it? I, I'm, I'm projecting my feelings onto you. I'm so really, sorry. I
8: liked it. I thought it was fine. Um, I totally understand why they had to add 30 minutes to the movie. But, I mean, yeah, they could have done it maybe in, like, in an episode, but we would have never got the rated R if they would have done this in Batman the Series, So I loved it. I mean, it's something that we always wanted and now we finally get it, we cannot be complaining about it. You know what I mean? It's something that we were begging and begging and begging and then they give it to us and then we cannot like just attack them like
7: that. Did you, did you think it was weird that, um, I, don't, I don't want to do spoilers, but did you think it was weird some of the decisions, specifically one decision that Barbara and Bruce make together on a rooftop? Well, I grew, I grew
8: up watching Batman, <laughs> the animated series, and then I will continue watching Batman Beyond. So to me, like, I, I, it was normal. I expected them. Yeah. You know. I mean, I think it's weird because, you know, Dick Grayson is his son, even though not by blood, but it's his son. That's the part that I think is weird. Yeah. But this is totally like a Tim Bruce thing, because I don't know if you stayed to the end of the panel. He was saying it's like even in Batman, on uh, yeah. the series. Uh, what was that, yeah. guys? Melville.
7: Um, no, yeah. Was no, it Return no, no, no. Of the Joker that he talked about?
8: No, no, the show, the old show, the 60s show. Oh, uh, ne- Batman,
7: Batman 66?
8: Batman 66, yeah. He says that there was, like, a thing between him and uh, Batgirl, even in the sh- show back then.
7: Yeah, I mean, it's happened before in the comics, right? But it d-
8: I don't remember seeing it. Well, I don't remember reading it in the comics. Okay. I only This is Batman and Batgirl. It's, I it only happened? seen it in yeah, Bruce Timm's yeah. universe. Oh, okay. Yeah.
7: It was it was pretty interesting. Um <laughs> Should, can we go into spoilers, I just, Tyler? I, mean,
0: I didn't see it. I just want to see Batman get laid by Barbara Gordon for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> well, that's what happened. <laughs> I know. Just uh, I just think it's. I just think the whole thing is just so funny.
7: It's weird because they try to prop her up. They're like, oh, let's give her like, I just, let's develop her, and they kind of just developed her into more of a prop. I'm sorry, but like when
0: the news kind of broke, I was always thinking like, basically like. Gordon does something to piss off Batman, and he's like, cool, I fucked Barbara. <laughs> Mic drop, gone.
3: I am
7: curious. Did he say how old she is in this one? She looks to be like her late 20s, early 30s. At really? Maybe. Maybe college? I think, yeah, probably grad right student. Right after college? Yeah. Oh, grad student, yeah. I think so. She's I working mean, in the library. It didn't I, seem creepy. If, if if you just saw these two people, minus all the bat suits, um, it wouldn't seem creepy.
8: I don't know. Batman looks really old, though, in the in the movie yeah because he has all those wrinkles that's true So to me like i he batman looks older what'd you think of a re- reaction after i mean well when when they do it like people like kind of like i was like whatever you know what i mean but people were like ah like they were freaking out like they thought i i, got, I was under the depression they thought it was like okay and, yeah. and then to me it was like not like the whole like that went down and then until like the one girl like asked that one question so what was the question um something about like why would you make barbara i don't know no not a slut but like like an <laughs> a, the objection of men or something and then bruce responded it's like she's not if anything he, she's the one who defined herself like men weren't defining her because she's the one who decided to quit being girl. she's the one who pinned pretty much bruce wayne to the floor and it's like now i'm going to do you it's like <laughs> she like took in charge. Like no, it was not like Batman like beating her up, and now like now you got to take it. It was her who was like, "Oh my God, that'd be terrible." <laughs> <laughs> it was Barbara that had him, you know, pin against the wall, and then it looked like she was gonna punch him in the face instead. No,
3: now say that slower <laughs> and more with your deeper voice. No, kidding. No.
7: No. What did you think, Derek?
6: Oh. Um, I I guess uh, for the turnaround for maybe possible, uh, n- I don't know, non comic book fans or people that you know aren't old school comic book fans for this um i read it back in my you know younger years (laughs) um a long time ago and i i really loved it when i read it but i mean in all honesty i haven't read the thing in like 10 plus 15 years so i honestly i remember the plot and that's about it so when i watched it like pretty much there was very few things that i could say like oh that didn't happen or oh yeah right i remember that like I, i mean a lot of it was still you know uh, fresh for me and stuff I, I mean the way the story progressed and stuff I'm like oh yeah and like stuff would like spark in my head and it's like oh yeah that part but um, I'll you know a lot of the things that I know that um the people we went with and that some people are having a problem with it's stuff that like wasn't quote unquote loyal to the book and it's like I barely remember the book so it's stuff that like didn't bother me and I was able to watch it like a lot more casual so like I don't know like I I, I wouldn't say I massively enjoyed it but I enjoyed it in the sense that like I didn't have a problem with hardly anything
8: I thought it was good. It's probably to me like one of the best animated films in the last two or three years. I haven't liked like the Batman versus Robin. I didn't. I didn't even bother watching the Justice League versus Teen Titans.
6: Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, I say, it was good. Like yeah. so, you were saying though, because you love the graphic novel so much, there wasn't like too many like things they added or took out or anything that bothered you or changed. It doesn't bother me that they added because
8: I figure like it's like okay, we wanted this, so for us to get this, they had to add those thirty minutes. I mean. Honestly, I wouldn't know how to add the 30 minutes. I mean, I totally understand the route they went.
6: Yeah.
8: Um, I just recently read the graphic novel like a week or two. It's pretty much panel by panel, except for the part where he's like um, talking to the women. Okay. It's like, where's the Joker? And they're like, well, he usually comes here right after he escapes. Right. That wasn't in the the panel. Yeah. I mean, in the comic. But Uh. pretty much like it was word by word. Yeah. So, like, if you just want to see the movie The Killer Joke, just watch the last 30 minutes.
0: <laughs> you keep saying Killer Joke, and I have no idea where you're getting the killer from. I mean, I mean, it's a killer joke, man, but it's all good. So it's just it's just kind of funny to me. All I ever think about is, like, Joker just coming out, like, us in a surfer suit. It's like, it's a
8: killer joke, brah, and then just walking away. <laughs> I am sleep the pride, okay?
0: <laughs> <laughs> All righty, guys. Well, uh, thank you guys for being on. Uh, we're going to go to our next interview, which is with Devastator Press, as almost always. And enjoy. All right, this is Tyler, and I'm at Comic-Con, and I'm here with...
4: Amanda Meadows from Devastator Press. <laughs> yes,
0: Devastator Press again, our friends. I'm so glad to, have to see you guys. Uh, what is new? How are things? And, and other questions and such
4: uh let's see as for how we are um we've we've got a lot of new books we're here at comic-con it is mad crazy right now (laughs) as we're talking there's like a crowd of people all talking
0: (laughs) everybody's over here the parties at Devastator press
4: yes for sure uh, so uh, yeah we have some new books like All the Feelings which is our parody of monologue books uh, for theater geeks um, my book We Don't Think You're Racist soothing affirmations from people of color uh, Killing It uh, The Action Girl's Guide to Saving the World While Looking Hot <laughs> um, it's a send up of how women are portrayed in action films um, yeah we've just got a lot of new shit and we're, we're just we're just grinding it out it's the big show
0: Hell yeah, as, as you should because this stuff is awesome. So, I know you always say, but how, how do you? So, how do you get Devastator Press books?
4: Uh, you can get them almost anywhere now. We're we're distributed nationally. You could go to any of your favorite bookstores in town. They should have us, and if they don't, tell them to. Um, you
0: write them an angry letter.
4: That's right. They love letters at bookstores. They really do. A handwritten letter will go a long way. Um, and uh, on devastatorpress.com, our website, um, and uh, let's see, and Amazon, because of course.
0: <laughs> All right, everything's on Amazon. I bought my first kid on Amazon.
4: <laughs> do you say your first kid or first Canon?
0: Let's go. Let's go, with Canon. Okay, great. <laughs> it was a black. It was. It was like it was like the black market Amazon. <laughs> it was like one of those uh, deal of the days. It was like buy Frederick. Ah. Fine, whatever. I'm just...
4: I think you're thinking of Silk Road. Did you also get a bunch of heroin?
0: <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't know anymore. I just, I kind of buy stuff. I, I kind of half forget. I'm like, oh, that's why I ordered that kid today too. Damn it! I don't need, I need another one of these. Just kind of. Oh well. Anyway, <laughs> got dark into <just> like horrible. <laughs> Oh, I need more coffee. Anyway, so it's good to see you.
4: Good to see you, too.
0: <laughs> you have a good con.
4: It's Thursday, and we're all so punchy. Like, you're you're losing it. I'm losing it.
0: I lost it a long time ago. I think, like, three Comic-Cons ago. <laughs>
4: That's probably more true.
0: So glad to see you guys again. Have a good con. Thanks, you
6: too. We'll call it golden moments of Comic-Con. <laughs> For some reason, Tyler wants us to talk about the good old days of Comic Con. Well, for all you youngins out there that don't know, when the comic when Comic Con was actually easier to go to and easier to do stuff, back when it was about comic books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I. You know, I always say, um, the thing that always cracks people up and stuff that I love to say is, I remember when Jean-Claude Van Damme showing up for Time Cop was like the biggest deal in the world. I was there for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was fucking, people were like, oh my God, Jean-Claude Van Damme's going to be here. And it was like, he uh, they had a part where they took him down from his panel or whatever, he was walking across the floor and he had like 12 security guards around him and they took him through the middle of the floor and it was like the biggest You're like, oh here comes, you know, a celebrity, everybody look out. Like, it's,
3: it's I, hilarious. Actually, for me, the mid-90s was all about Japanese sci-fi cinema. There was a lot of that coming. A lot of the Japanese actors coming to Comic-Con and Uh promoting their stuff. That was a lot of that. There was also
6: a lot of hentai, too, but, you know... I um, I can remember when um adult stars were at Comic-Con remember that? I actually I can't they used to be upstairs. They used to be upstairs no, in the they sales in the exhibit hall. Huh? They were also down in the exhibit hall. Well that, that always boggled my mind. That's that's true cuz they they were down in the exhibit hall in the autograph area when the autograph area was before was sales. Wasn't when were, the autograph area wasn't in sales. No
3: cuz they were selling their hentai. They were selling their hentai so they were dead smack in the exhibit hall. No but I was saying remember Kids were going by.
6: Remember when the when when the autograph area with all the long poles and the curtains and stuff used to be downstairs? And oh, then, and then too. one year they moved it upstairs, and then because they wanted to make room for, I guess, the artist alley or something. Yeah, artist alley was downstairs too. What did they even too? used to have upstairs? Just the museum, huh? It was just the museum,
3: I believe. And then the auction was downstairs. And like the artist free swag table, downstairs. like they had
6: like the free that free table with like random flyers and shit. That was like the only stuff upstairs. Yeah, there used it was to be just... almost nothing upstairs. You used to go upstairs and be like, "Oh crap, there's nothing." Well, that, up here. that was
3: then just preparing for the nighttime uh, party thing. No, but it's just
6: funny. Like they had to move everything upstairs because they wanted to use so much more of the floor for uh, other stuff. But yeah, I remember when there was a. Uh, there was a a couple of porn stars upstairs. I remember when I met a couple of penthouse models. Like it was weird because they had like valiant comics artists on like the left and the right, and they had these penthouse models in the middle. It's just weird. <laughs> it's good positioning. You had like you know Barna- Bernard Chang or whatever on the left or something, and like you know like the people from Harbinger or something. And like speaking
3: of Bernard Chang, yes. now- nowadays like comic book artists and pencilers and writers, they don't get mobbed.
6: Back in the '90s, they were getting mobbed. Get I can, Jim Lee down there, he's gonna get mobbed. I remember the days when fucking Todd McFarlane would have a line of like f- three hours long and shit, yep. and that was like a big deal because he was such a big deal. There was that's what people went to because that's all there was for ours. I remember when Jim Lee would have it like you know up and down like four million rows. Um, I remember when it was like um, you know four million, you know. Yeah. But I'm saying <laughs> I remember when it was like and they they would a lot of, they would do a lot of groups, you know they group like the creators of Gen 13, the creators uh, of yes, New Mutants yeah. or whatever, the creators of New Warriors or. uh Fuck! What else was even? I'm trying to think back. Back. Well, X Men was still super huge in the '90s. Yeah, when the new X Men books came out, they yep. had Chris Claremont and Jim Lee and Scott Williams, and they were all sitting there together on one panel or on one autograph line, and it'd be ginormous. What heck, just when Image started, you know, it was a huge oh, the, deal. Did you, did you do comic signings? No,
3: I did not. I okay. actually was not one of those people. Okay.
6: No. So the funny thing with comic signings, I, I don't. I, you guys could probably actually attest to this more than I can, because um, I don't do comic signings anymore. But back then, it'd be really funny because. The big stipulation that people, kind of like how people now with actors and actresses, the thing is, it's always like, oh, are they taking pictures? Oh, are they taking pictures? That's always the big thing that people want. Back then, it was always like, are they doing sketches? Are they doing sketches? So, like, if you were in a line where the artist was offering to do sketches, the line took hours, and you were there forever. But people were okay with it because they wanted sketches. If there wasn't, it moved really fast, but then people were all pissed off. And You'd still get the occasional guy going out there, oh, man, can you do some sketches? And I'm like, no, sorry, I can't. It's just funny how the thing transfers from, like, celebrities now to artists and... Writers back then and stuff.
3: Not true. And I actually mentioned it in my podcast, Stuff and Junk Show. Shameless plug.
6: Um, <laughs> the masquerade ball was the highlight of Comic Con. Remember that? I never went to it. Yeah, I to mean, it? I remember how. It's, I still remember how it's a big deal, but it just never interested me. That was the me. one
3: where people actually lined up for yeah. early hours before the All event.
6: I, I, that's what I remember. I
3: just never physically went to. All it. All the panels you can just walk right in, but the masquerade, that one you had to line up.
6: I um I can remember when um. It's funny in the reference to if if you know the layout of Comic Con to anyone listening, it, like I remember when Kevin Smith used to do his annual panel in Six BCF. Right. Yeah. Which is insane to think now. Like you couldn't even let, that place would be full in like a half hour.
3: <laughs> and, that, and and that was where they were doing the masquerade.
6: They did it in Six BCF. Yeah, they did, oh, that, was,
3: that was it. That was, the, that was the big room. Oh
6: well, I remember like uh, remember when when Hall H was just a parking lot.
3: Yes. Well, yeah.
6: remember, remember,
3: we started when Comic-Con was just, like, Hall A, B, C.
6: No, but I'm saying, but like, I, it's just funny to think of, I look at Hall H, and I can still remember when that was, my friend and I parked our cars there, and we would go in on that side, it was like a side entrance, you could go in, and you could walk through there and stuff, it's just, I remember when they were, like, the, the year that they started building Hall H, and you walked by, and you could see half of the convention center was, like, cut down, like, yeah. you could see, like, the, um,
3: the Stairs where the stairs are right now. Well, is no, what, much are, where the what are those is.
6: metal like the metal rods and stuff from concrete? You could see them like sticking out of the sides and stuff, and you could see these big holes where they were digging and stuff, and everything. Yeah. Like, it's just stuff like that's weird to me. It's like, I remember when this, I remember like coming back the next year, and I'm like, oh, this is what they built. <laughs> like, true, true. Yeah,
3: true. yeah, just, just seeing it grow is it's, it's pretty fun. Yeah, seeing it, seeing like girls have to show up
6: that was pretty fun. Too. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you remember like Ram stuff? Like, remember when, uh, like, a. Uh, Remember that guy that did that, bu- that book? She, Danny, uh, was it Danny Tucci or something? Oh, Stanley yeah. Tucci. Right? No, it was what a, was his, million his million name?
3: Million the million Danny awesome. Tucci? I think, it was, I think it was Stanley Tucci. Yeah.
6: <laughs> you know what? I know that. Billy Tucci, Billy Tucci, they can, Tucci, can have the same name. Shut up. Billy yeah. Tucci.
3: Billy Tucci. We got
6: it, the Tucci part right. St- sit there with your two years of experience. Be quiet. No. <laughs> but anyways, like I remember when that guy had like a monstrous size line and stuff. I remember when like, yeah. you know, people would like. If there was like a signing actually at the Image booth when Image was in their infancy with their first couple of years, with like I remember like dude Jim Valentino would have the hugest line for like what was it fucking Shadowhawk or whatever. Yeah, Shadowhawk. Yeah, Shadow like, Hawk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like stuff like that is just like I don't know. stuff like that just cracks me up so much. Like Rob Liefeld had the hugest line for fucking Youngblood, and like people were just like or like X Force, and people were like just like so excited, and it just I don't know, it's just weird to me now because I guess because I don't do comic signs, but it's just stuff like that. Like I don't know.
3: It was a different beast back then.
6: Yeah, was, I mean, I, I stood in those. I remember when, um, I, I always remember there was one particular year when Valiant Comics was really big with the whole X-O Manowar, Harbinger. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Archer and Armstrong, Ryan, all that. And they did the autograph area when it was downstairs. Yeah. And you know how it's like just the metal poles with the curtains. And literally what they would do is they would have a schedule up between you know AA-2, AA-4, AA-6, whatever. And what we would do is we would just get done with one signing. And there was no lines. So we would just hop into the next line and we just, you know, half hour later, that artist would show up. And then we'd get done with that artist and we'd just hop into the next line. And we would just sit there and jump from row to row to row and get every artist and writer and whatever. And it was easy because there was no one there. <laughs> you just reminded me that, that the 90s was the era of... The hipsters who were
3: like Valiant is the best comics ever.
6: They have the I best loved comic. Valiant. I fucking loved and Valiant. Then, and
3: then you got the you got the, the younger kids who are like, it's all about image. Yeah. And then the mainstays of Marvel and DC. It was yeah. that was the era when those people were duking it out.
6: Yeah. Um I remember when they had the hugest I remember when they had the hugest fucking lines for um image comics when they would be giving away posters. Like they'd have like a big old like uh, table, long ass table of posters, and you'd get, be grabbing like these. Before they started getting all cheap with these little 11 by 17s, you'd be grabbing like 24 by 36 they were posters. Huge. It'd be like 24 Those by 36 posters yeah. of like young blood and shit, or like there was the days that like um, they gave away these giant Jim Lee posters, or like these giant Jim Lee X-Men posters that were just fucking enormous. There was the one year they gave away a. Th- do you remember they gave away a three-piece? They were each like 24 by 36. Uh, I think it was an X-Men poster, I'm not sure, and you put all three of them together. Yes, because that was gave the it, cover for the X-Men 1 issue. And they gave them out free at the booth. Yeah. Never that, do that the, now. The, they would the, never do the, that. The 90s was
3: weird because posters were the big swag event. The, yeah. Those are the big swag that you wanted to get.
6: Yeah, but they, but it's just they weren't cheap about it. They give you these really big, huge posters. They'd even leave rubber bands there on the tables. So you could roll them up. like. That's because they were treating it like movies. Yeah. So they have to have as big a poster as the movie posters. Yeah. Yeah,
3: but yeah, those were the good old days, and I think we should move on to present. Yeah,
6: we're probably boring the shit out of people right now. They're probably like, "Okay, old guys, we don't need to hear about these good old days shit anymore." The only thing I will say for the last thing is that with the thing I know we both agree on is that Twilight ruined Comic Con. That's all I'd say. See, I disagree with that, and
0: because um, you like
6: to stand in line.
0: Like no, I mean it's not that. It just it brought togetherness. It really brought the whole thing where it's like, listen, anything can kind of be here, and I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm okay with more panels, you know, being geared towards different kind of geeks. I, You know, that's the whole thing about Comic-Con, is bringing everybody together to celebrate what they love. and it's well, a,
6: It has nothing to do with them as a genre as a movie. It has to do with, because those fuckers started the sleeping overnight bullshit. That's why.
0: Now, I, I think that they should have put them probably in a different room, or figured out something else, but the thing is, is that it's still Comic-Con. It's still big. People are willing to do it. You know what? It was going to be... Not as bad, bad
3: as, as them.
6: As bad they never as them. did it. They no. started Idea with it, fanaticism or whatever,
0: the word is. whatever it was gonna happen. Okay, you know, regardless. I'll, give, I'll give you this, it was gonna happen regardless. With Avengers, it was gonna happen regardless of all the other things. As these, as well, we dec- several more years without it, then
3: yeah, that I yeah, agree with. But I mean, it didn't happen. Like, I'll, give, so. I'll give you this on the infancies of Hall H, on the infancies where Ballroom 20 was the big room, there were some people that were camping, but they weren't enough to justify like. I, I better go camp right now because people are camping. You I, still showed up in the early in the morning, and you were still
0: fine. I started camping my first year, and Twilight didn't happen until a couple of years later. I I, I just liked camping out. I liked meeting
6: people. But I, the,
3: the, but you people that were camping early, it was irrelevant. Because everybody was like, fine, do what you want. We're coming back in the morning. Oh, I know. And no, we it, fine, still. It was was
6: fine. R- it, it would be to, like, get a priority, like... Front, front seat, yeah, yeah. You want to be uh, like I remember a long time ago. I waited. It was like a you know when they did like the they do like Sony you know does like all four of their movies right. I remember I showed it, but like I think like six in the morning, and I waited like three or four hours to get in, but I got in.
4: Yeah, yeah. Same here.
6: Haley, would you ever camp out? Haley.
4: I was laughing at everybody in line. <laughs> so no,
0: um, I mean uh, next year I got too drunk this this year. I really wanted to go out there because I have a lot of friends who camp out at a whole age. And I did it every year, you know, for seven years straight. And then last year, was and the you first do it with year. pride. I remember you. Yeah. You would get excited. Yeah, it was it was awesome. And last year I didn't do it because we started doing this. We started doing the uh, the interviews and stuff, and now we're doing video. I just couldn't do anything. And then of course I drank without eating, and that prevented that as well. I mean, I really <laughs> wanted to be a part of it because I have a lot of friends who do it every year and they play board games. They, they get pizza ordered to them and they get, and all this stuff happens. And it's great and it's great fun. There's a lot of, there's a sense of camaraderie. Uh, people bring in power strips and they all use, you know, they all stick together and hang out. And then now Pokemon Go has made things even better. Um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of greatness that comes with the camping outness if, if you're willing to be that social and if you're willing to really be basically like ready and like, you know, you know, and kind of psyching yourself up for the panels because it, it nothing really feels better if, if for you going to one of those panels and experiencing that and be like, Listen, I waited for this. I'm and also now the stars come out now. You know, Benedict Cumberbatch came out sat Friday night.
6: Because they feel sorry for them. No. <laughs> they love it, dude. They're dude. like, What is wrong with you people? I can't They're p- like, go to your hotels, go out and party, go drink or something, go eat, go do something. Like you're sitting here lying with roaches in the fucking grass.
3: To be fair, I really think they are appreciative that people will wait overnight for them. I really think they honestly go, like, thank you for, you know, camping for them. I mean, uh, Hugh Jackman went that
0: one year and brought, like, the first, like, 200 people donuts. That was awesome.
6: I agree, but I think at the same time, they feel sorry for him. I think they're like, these people are going to this length for us. They are. We better be appreciative. Yeah, that's what I'm... Yeah, when they bring food, when they bring pizza, that means these people are probably starving. We must feed them. They, (laughs) they are rich and famous. We are below that. Okay, well, let me tell you so, Okay, let me tell you an example right now, okay? I remember when, I mean, I know we're going, I'm going back, but I remember when people would wait three, four hours for Tom McFarlane signs. Because Tom McFarlane would sign, like, let's say two or three issues. He has a very nice, articulate signature, and he would take his time. And sometimes the signatures, you'd be sitting there for a while. Guess what? No one brought them fucking food, okay? Tom McFarlane did not bring those people fucking donuts in line. They just sat there and took it. I would be,
0: ter- <laughs> I would be terrified if Todd McFarlane handed me a donut. <laughs> Here, have have a donut. No, I'm good. I, Frank Miller. <laughs> would, you, would you like a donut? And you're like, oh, oh, oh. Um, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs>
6: I mean, I. Ag- uh, <laughs> I agree. It's a. It's good that they're sure they their fans. Like I remember hearing one year. I think it was the last year of Twilight was there. They they actually the entire cast came out and they walked the line and a lot of people got signatures and pictures with them. That's fucking great. It is. But still, at the same time, you people are fucking nuts.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It, it's it's. I do it for the social aspect of it. You know. I
6: understand.
7: But yeah. I can see why you would, though. I, it was my first, well, it's only oh, second con, but it was my first time in Hall Noob. H. Get <laughs> I know. get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I know, shame, shame, Belle. But um, <laughs> it was my first time in Hall H, and it was for the Marvel Studios panel. I got hooked up uh, through a friend, uh, through not some... And- through some very dishonest means, I'm sorry. But uh, I was able to get in, and like the energy was palpable. And I mean, Marvel Studios put on a good show. Like, and a those great people camped out, and they have all that yeah. energy,
0: and, and they really, really, really care. And like It's I amazing. Said, and like I said, it was going to happen eventually. It was already happening, it just, now it is a mass thing. And you know what? If these people want to spend their money and sit outside and do it for a day and a half and lose all that and give me more room on the exhibit floor please do that go camp out because you know what now I'm enjoying being in the exhibit hall from now on <laughs> and seeing all that stuff
6: well, no, I, I like let's let me make a point that I would never try to say they can't do it. I would never try to establish a rule that they can't do it. I'm not saying that. You know, people should. Uh, my big, my biggest thing is, as fans, you should be able to do whatever the hell you want. Like I remember in the days before we started doing all this lottery bullshit and fucking tickets with signings. Like what they used to do is, like, I mean, I've done it too. Like people would get there sometimes at like as soon as the con opened at like eight in the morning or whatever, and they'd run right up to whatever booth or autograph area that they knew that like Kevin Smith or you know whoever celebrity was showing up for whatever signing and they would just sit there and they would give them a certain row it'd be like A 2 or A 6 and they would say all right you guys got to line up here and you would just sit there for hours until that signing happened and guess what you got it because you sat there you deserved it and you showed up for what you wanted so that's fine I get it but remember that was the era when comic-con was like 40,000 people no, but I'm saying in the sense of like he's saying these people earn it they put their time in. I get that, but I'm just saying I still think it's fucking crazy. You know what? Yeah, but
0: all of those geeks are really really crazy though. I
6: mean <laughs> Yeah, but I'm crazy as in I show a bit like I go and sleep in a bed.
0: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's fucking weird. <laughs> Do you know, what, you know you know how this economy is? I slept on a futon for 3 years peach <laughs> pizza shit. I go
6: I go sleep in a bed with air conditioning and I wake up and I like eat breakfast and I put my clothes on and I shower. Okay? That's how my, you my you can crazy afford all that. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I don't, don't want to bore people with this anymore. No, no, no. Anyway, uh, anybody have any
0: last words before we get to our last interview? Besides Kill Whitey. Okay, uh, (laughs) I'm just kidding.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Where did that come
0: from? I don't know. Anyway, so uh, enjoy our next interview with Man of Action. All righty, this is Tyler, and I am here with... Joe Kelly. Steve Siegel. Joe Casey. All righty. And Duncan Rouleau. Awesome, and you guys are... Man of Action. action. Yes, you guys are so awesome. I have been... Such a big fan, and I was just telling you guys, like, I had no idea it was actually a group. I, never, I guess it always just kind of went over my head, and I knew about, like, you know, you guys separately. I never knew, like, together you guys were a man of action, and that's awesome. So, anyway, how is Yaskhan going? I'll stop, I'll stop talking now. Go the-
7: it's going great. We've just uh, been here for a short period of time, and it's uh, haven't had a chance to really drink it in yet. So <laughs> <laughs> how
5: about you? Uh, it's very good. It's very hot, uh, but other than that, so far, so good. We came down on the train, which we never do. That was fun.
1: I do that every year, and I
0: think it's always interesting. This is like the first year I haven't done it in nine years. So yeah.
2: I find myself very pensive about the whole thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's all. And what are you guys here promoting like, right, like, right now at this con? Ourselves.
8: <laughs> a man of action.
0: As you should. I mean, every... oh, man. But uh, that's awesome.
5: Uh, what do we have? We have a uh, new Ben 10 is coming out next year, so we're very excited about that. Uh, we, as far as comics are going here at Image, uh, the, you found us at the Image booth. Um, I always, uh, New Four Eyes just came out this year, so yay, very excited about that. Uh, always I Kill Giants, which is never green for me. That's what I'm promoting. I have a new book out through Image called Camp Midnight, which is an all-ages story about a girl who's the only human at a monster summer camp. And then later this year I have Solstice, which is a not-for-kids-at-all graphic <laughs> novel that's a super downer about trying to find the fountain of youth.
2: That is
0: awesome. I can't wait. And I love Camp Midnight. I got it uh, free comic book day. It's so great.
2: I'm here promoting sex and the comic book <laughs> sex.
0: Um, and that's it. I don't know why, but like Monty Pylon, meaning of life, like first came up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. But thank you guys so much for your time. You guys are awesome. I don't want to take too much time. Thank you guys. Have a great rest of your weekend.
5: Thank you. You too. Take
0: care. And GGG. Before we go, um, Several of us went over to the talkback, the Comic-Con talkback panel, uh, and there were some questions and some stuff. But one thing, Albert, I want you can tell your thing.
3: Tell my thing. Uh, one one of the comments was that moderators. Okay, first off, Comic-Con is not really in charge of moderators. They can tell the studios like, hey, maybe you shouldn't choose that person to moderate. But they're not in charge. You don't of moderators. want Jerry
0: Springer in front of the women's, uh, <laughs> like the <laughs> women's pride panel. Is that cool? Or <laughs> I know, right? But we don't want Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson in front of the like you know the the Jewish writers of the comic books panel. I'm just kidding. That's messed up. You can't. I can't say jokes like that. Yeah, uh, but, but
3: you know, but the so you've been to panels where the moderator just sucks. Okay, yeah. and, and those are freaking boring. And so the lady was complaining. Oh yeah, the sometimes one. Sometimes
0: they're terrible, but sometimes they're the best because then the actual people on the panel start heckling them, and it's great. And it's so awkward, but like for the better.
3: So, so the funny thing that came out of this conversation was that she suggested can't Chris Hardwick, you know, moderate all the panels? <laughs> half the room was yay, and half the room was boo. See, I'm I'm on the I'm on the boo side. I'm on
0: the please no side. I like side. Hardwick, I
3: like Hardwick all in all, but he should not take over the whole panel.
0: No, I, I think he should be a hype man, and which is for perfect for film. If he were to do an indie comic, like no. <laughs> Oh my gosh! It's, like Man of War. He comes out and does like the
6: Saga panel. Oh it, my
0: god! Is that is that actually? A- I would actually watch his Saga okay. thing. That's just so out there and crazy.
2: Better yet, just bring him one when we're talking about the new thing that Kirk is going to be doing in The Walking Dead, the comic.
0: Why not just bring him then? I, I think he does do the Walking Dead stuff,
2: doesn't he? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. No?
3: Oh, not the comic. Okay. They not they sure.
6: had a Jason M- Mazukas? He did the panel, um, actually this year, and it was really fucking funny because apparently I don't know if him and Kirkman go back or something, but they riffed off each other really well and stuff, and like they like they made a they made some guy made a joke about like oh would you have him on the show and he's like of course not hell no and like stuff like that it was funny. Yeah,
0: I remember there was a um, talking about bad moderator. uh, The Arkham City had a terrible one, and so it was basically Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill and I think not Tara Strong but the other girl. basically just heckling the moderator. The moderator was so boring. I forgot who it was. I've never man. seen that.
3: All the years have gone, I've never seen something like that.
0: You never did? No, never but did. Yeah, because like they would start talking and the moderator would cut them off and be like, okay, cool. That's nice. I'm going to continue talking and then they would basically keep talking. I mean, it, it was, he was he was a bad moderator. I just remember basically like, they'll be like, am I allowed to talk? And the moderator just kind of looked at them, and then they would start talking. <laughs> wow. It was, it was it was really bad. Yeah, but the, the, um, the
3: whole thing about Hardwick taking over the whole panel, uh, I saw him do the one for South Park, right? Season 20, big, huge kind of celebration panel. I just panel. can't see him and Trey Parker and Matt Stone meshing well together. Well, I mean, it was pretty standard. He was asking him the typical questions that you would ask, but that was like forty five to five minutes of an hour panel. And then Hardwick's like, all right, I think we have 20 minutes. Let's go ahead and toss it to the audience. The audience was waiting there for 40 minutes and and you're now just now giving it to them the line's super long and they're like I don't think I have time for my question anymore and that's just sad you, yeah. get, you got people yeah. waiting there for like an hour and they don't get to ask the question yeah I mean one person
0: I think is actually really good is Ralph Garman uh he always makes it about he always makes it about the people on the panel because and... he gets
3: it if you go out in because you know he's from K-Rock right yeah if you go out on stage to introduce a rock band People are not there to see the moderator. They're yeah. there to see the band. So he's very much like, all right, here's the band. So he understands yeah. that in terms of like movies as well.
0: Yeah. Uh any last uh, Okay, cool. Uh the talk break, we also talked about people, um, yeah, not good moderators. People bitching about emptying out Hall H. It's never gonna fucking happen. They'll never, ever, ever do it. It's Logistically, gonna take too long yeah. to make sure everybody gets out and that nobody's stuck around, and then they'll let people yeah. in, and then people be bitching, the all real, stuff. The
3: real question is. How much? How many panels do you want in Hall H? If you're okay with having half of what they have, then sure, they can clear it. But if you want more panels, they cannot clear it. Yep.
0: And people always complain how they don't have enough stuff in Hall H. They do. They do? Yes. You could. You spend like 10
3: hours over there. What?
0: <laughs> yeah. They they do. Um, and then uh, parking surcharges, um, which was, which was a legitimate thing. You know, sixty bucks, man. A pain 60 in the bucks. ass. It shouldn't be. There's a nine dollar surcharge. Each day, not each transaction. But that's only
3: that's only for the pre the pre registration parking, isn't it?
0: Yeah, if you can get it. If
3: you go on site, at sixty bucks. Yeah, sixty bucks. And then, it's the price of a video game.
0: Yeah, and then badge allowance mis- miscommunica- miscommunication, which is something basically like uh, they they would make something available for like certain people with certain types of badges. Like you couldn't basically be in something, and like and none of the booths would tell you, no, Comic Con wouldn't tell you. There would be like all these. Other little, um, what well, like just not like little lotteries, but basically they would have like these little things, and you have to be professional press or something like that. But nobody ever knows, and that was something I thought that was. That's pretty. all the
3: exhibitors' fault.
0: Yeah, no, exhi- absolutely, but they yeah. can also help. The whole regulate. the whole
3: problem. I don't know I was talking to Jonathan about this. Was that you got you got in preview night people go in for the first time and there's already people buying stuff. Yeah. And those people buying stuff are also fellow exhibitors.
0: Yeah, okay. and,
3: and it's bullshit Comic-Con's policy is that don't sell your, your exclusive stuff to other exhibitors because it's yeah. unfair to the actual attendees. But it comes down to the exhibitors. Yeah. So,
0: um, but yeah, other than that, I got nothing else to say. I guess this is goodbye. I don't want to leave Comic-Con, but then I'm also kind of glad. Anybody have any last words?
4: Apparently my last words are I don't understand... Just as with Disneyland, why you bring anyone who can't walk on their own and can't remember what, why they're there. There should not be strollers taking up the entire floor.
6: Agreed. Agreed. All righty. I just have to say, I'm going on the same way of thing, that I went to a, the screening for The Exorcist, and someone brought a fucking baby into that room. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, how was it? What, the show? Yes.
4: Eh.
0: Ah oh, man, that <laughs>
4: sucks. Like, we saw Crucible 2, we saw Deadpool, newborns everywhere. I don't understand.
0: Conjuring, not Crucible. Whatever. <laughs>
1: killer, killer joke. Killer.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> the killer joke. All Alrighty, guys. Let's do let let let's do some uh, blah blah blahs. Blah blah blah.
7: Blah blah blahs. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for
6: having us again. Yeah. Um, um, I will turn it over to my more responsible. All last moment. I will turn it over to my more responsible informational co-host.
7: I mean, we're definitely going to try to have, like, a crossover episode soon. Um, I, I guess teaser for that. But uh, in, until then, uh, come please come subscribe to us uh, at the Geekdom Fancast on iTunes and like us on Facebook. And you can't like – yeah, yeah, like us on Facebook, Instagram. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I've been in the sun for far too long. Uh, it's at Geekdom Fancast on Instagram and Twitter. And it's the Geekdom Fancast on Facebook. And we would appreciate – Everything and Tyler will be on soon, and you you have been on before, right? In in a weird crossover way with comics, booze, and profanity. Yeah. So we're gonna do that again. It's a it's a big orgy over with all our podcasts. Yes,
0: absolutely. We're we're we're, we're definitely gonna be doing that. Um, I forgot my my I forgot my what I was gonna say. Something about babies. Probably killing them. Oh, oh. Yeah, we always share your stuff on our on our on our. Okay. We'll always share their episodes on our page, so then you, you can find them that way as well.
3: And this is Albert Shameless Plug, Who What Where's Why, stuff and junk show. Spoilers, please. Go to whoatwearswhy.com. Thank you.
0: <laughs> All righty, you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Everybody, I hope everybody had a good con. Did you have a good con? It was great. Good. Okay. <laughs>
7: <laughs> I always love Comic Con, man. All right. And you over here? Uh, best one in this uh, three years I've been going.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah, actually, you know what? I think I have to agree that this is my favorite con so far. It was very stressful for me because of all the different kind of medias, but yeah.
3: Not for me. This is the first year where I really felt like I can't do anything anymore because there's too many things to do.
0: I agree with the offside events. And Haley, it was your first Comic-Con. What do you think?
4: That was the best con I've ever been to in San Diego.
0: Oh, look at that. Look at all that bullshit. Okay, anyway. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. You can check out other shows and offerings and visit our site, thegrandgeekgathering.com. Go ahead, subscribe, rate, review us. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and we stream on Twitch TV. This show has been brought to you by the Grand Geek Gathering Network. Join the gathering. See you next year, San Diego. And GGG! Flailing around the microphone. Come on. Yeah, we weren't ready. We only had two microphones. The right. Come
1: again! No,